fucking 3.0, guys. All right. Cheers to Meltdown 3.0. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Meltcast (laughs) 3.0. Yeah, that was was super spicy. Oh, yeah. So, not think that through. This is the first episode of the new Meltcast 3.0. A whole new team. Uh,. And that brand new song that you just heard, by written by Noah Guevara. Old employee here. Yeah. Old employee of Meltdown Comics. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, Do you want to introduce uh, yourself? Well, that's what, I was going to get to that. Okay. But I was also going to say that next week it might be a, an instrument version of that song. So we might switch between the two. I think that'll be fun. Sounds good. But uh, yes, now we should introduce ourselves. You, you just sounded know. like you were on NPR. I think that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun uh, for all of us and the monks. Uh, who wants to go first? You. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm Aristotle Acevedo, uh, podcast producer at Nerdist Podcast Network. Next. I'm I'm Holly Interlandy. I'm the uh, Book buyer at Meltdown, longtime employee, and as well as a writer and editor. At Famous Monsters. At Famous Monsters of Filmland. I'm uh, Josh Carp, longtime employee at Meltdown, uh, former Meltcast 2.0 member, and uh, petty dabbler in comic books and doodling. Uh, I'm Eddie. Uh, I work on the fat collectible side at Meltdown Comics and uh, just uh, rust about. Right? Yeah. Antagonizer, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stir of shit, stir of mischief stir of maker. Shit. I would say um, I would say you're the opposite. Of that, <laughs> well, I mean, as far as like not necessarily, you're a potster. I'm a potster. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, hey, you guys should fight. But more like, oh, hey, let's bring those so... two fighting people together. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Make so... fun of Derek for now. <laughs> <laughs> The show will mostly, this new show will mostly be uh, us coming and going, uh, talking about the books. Talking about books, having some guests, talking about some news of books, shit like that, you know. As well as whatever the hell they want to talk about because we're just random like that. Hell yeah. And we're cool. Yeah. Uh, The shows will typically come out on Saturdays so that, you know, by the time. You're hearing this. Hopefully, you'll already have read your books. If you're not caught up, then fucking catch up. Yes, this show will contain spoilers. <laughs> Heavy spoilers. All of three days to catch up with your books. Yeah. Hey, man, Wednesday was a long time ago. When you were working comics, <laughs> days. You know. All right, so let's get right into it. Who All right. Wants a... Well, obviously, the biggest book of the week. Motherfucking Star Wars. Motherfucking Star Wars. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I, the art was amazing. I will I, say that Cassidy uh, not phoning it in, um, <laughs> which he's been known to do. Uh, I'm a big fan of his since Astonishing X Men, but uh, I, I like seeing him do otherworldly things. I think like the the break world part of Astonishing X Men was amazing, and seeing him do, you know, Star Wars stuff is great. But the story. Yeah, I was not that big a fan of this first issue. I mean, I know it's a first issue, and it's just, you know, introductory stuff, but even that, like, everyone knows Star Wars. We shouldn't have to be introduced to Star Wars again 
And I don't know. I just I found it a little boring. Boring. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. See, I think the problem is at this point that Star Wars has been reimagined and rebooted and retold so many different times that it's almost impossible to to tell a new story that takes place right after the uh, the New Hope, the fourth film, without without making it generic. Almost mm-hmm. like you almost have to wipe the slate clean and and try to be as as Star Warsy as possible, which which makes which makes I think unique storytelling kind of difficult. If that makes sense, I I really liked the Brian Wood one before Marvel, you know, took it over. Mm-hmm. I I liked it because I guess I kind of I knew what they were doing, and I can kind of fill in the gaps because it took place between uh, New Hope and Empire, right? When they're trying to find a new uh, home base, or was it Empire and Return of the Jedi? The Dark Horse book was New Hope and Empire, which is exactly the same as this one. Well, right, but, right after the they blow up the first Death Star, right? Yeah. yeah. Here's something weird. Uh, everyone's been up in arms with the new trailer, uh, the broadsword lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I've heard not one a person bitch about uh, lightsaber whip. Wait, where was the lightsaber? Where whip? was the lightsaber whip? Oh, in, uh, he had that um... the the like weird slave keeper uh, pig face dude. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I was like, when is that a thing? Is that like some sort of Pig faced oh. Sith Jedi. What what is what's going on there? Flipping what? through the book too, though. There's a there's a part where uh, Chewie has like his sniper <laughs> aimed right at Darth, Darth Vader, Vader. <laughs> sniping Darth Vader, and Darth Vader like uses his force choke to like grab stormtroopers and put them in front of him to co- to to block the thing. But then he looks right at Chewie, and instead of doing that to Chewie, he destroys the building that Chewie's on. It's too far away, man. Midichlorians. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> If he's strong enough to take down the building, then I think he's like strong enough to pinpoint right on Chewie and just be like, you know, just fucking snap his neck right now, there. Do you know how the Force works now? Uh, I can't say. I'm not a Jedi, but I mean... <laughs> you're I have you're a Padawan. You're Padawan. At oh, best. I'm you got that rat tail. You got that rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> the Padawan Sweet rat tail. Rat tail. <laughs> When's that coming back? Graduate oh, to the beaded, beaded lock. Uh, no. Never. Any more thoughts on Star Wars? And uh, I mean, uh, another just generic thing to say is that, it, I mean, this comic has been hyped so freaking hardcore, it's almost so, impossible to the, so many covers, actually right? match the hype. Yeah. And so many, so many variant covers and so many just, like, Star Wars is coming sold out home. of them, right? Like, yeah, we, yes. we are, like, completely sold out. Yeah, we sold out. out. Sold out of variants within, like, the first, like, hour of being open. Damn. Well, why don't you talk about, you guys had an event down in Anaheim yeah, at Fat we had a we had a giant party. Uh, with the five hundred first and this nice. this company called my cool my cool car stuff dot com and uh, they souped up like a, a car and wrapped it in like this Darth Vader uh, of this Darth Vader wrap uh, which was really cool um, but we had like two three hundred people down there at the store and it it was insanity uh, we blew through most of ours we ordered like about a thousand of them and then we had like two hundred left at the end of the night so nice that's a lot. People love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Did you have a lot of people like dressing up out there? No. Yeah, we had this lady who made a, an Ewok uh, costume, uh, like hand sewed, like a bunch nub, of like nub. fur. Yeah, nub nub. Uh, and... I mean, the bottom line is, I will read the second issue. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't like horribly turned off. Like, oh my god, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. never gonna okay. Uh, okay. I uh, another grievance, general grievance I have <laughs> with this. Uh, uh, my favorite part of. Uh, the uh, 
the books, you know, and and everything is is the build or sorry, the films is is the build up in um, Empire Strikes Back of when Luke meets Vader for the second time, and it's like the stakes are high, tensions are high. It's the first time he's seen him since he killed his master. The comic spoilers. Uh, the comic book ends with him confronting Vader, and it's like, why is this here? You're negating the yeah. film's importance of the second interaction that they have, father and son, second time seeing each other. It's ridiculous. Spoiler, uh, man. Father no, and no. son? Come on. You uh, sorry, ruined, sorry, sorry. You just ruined 40 years of Spoiler. Uh, people Empire Strikes Back spoiler. <laughs> that reminded me of this this page right here where Luke is just kind of in the halls somewhere. And there's the there's the Obi-Wan voice saying, yeah. Luke. And he's like, Ben? And then he talks to Ben. I'm going to read it right now. Ben, is that you? Ben, he's here. Darth Vader, the man who killed my father. Who killed you? I have to face him. No, I, I was like, Why no, fucking bullshit. Obi fucking bullshit. It oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> makes me mad because oh. we all know that already. You didn't have to write that. Not only that, but it's like, shouldn't I, I thought the amazement was like when he's fucking dying on Hoth. Like Ben comes to him in that vision. Mm. Well, and, like, we, we don't actually know that this is. Ben, he could just be making it up. It could be somebody like <laughs> pretending. Wouldn't it be great if all the interactions, like him seeing, like <laughs> him like seeing that like his dead father and Yoda and all that, is just like fucking in his head? Yeah, he's just like fucking in. Like, Luke Skywalker is just insane, and then it ends really with him in a mental institution. Yeah, and he's it's just like, like the there, Requiem for a Dream you know? version of Star Wars. <laughs> You've been mad uh, all along. <laughs> You still imagine? No, I, I, I see. I see your argument, Aristotle. Yeah. I, I, I do. I, I, and I, I see. I, I, I think it's. Um, like I said, I think it's difficult to do anything new with Star Wars these days. But mm. well, I think it's, I think it's we will, difficult we will see. because it's it's within that those two time periods it's yeah. between movie you know A and movie B, and they I believe they assume that they've got all this like space and time to like fill in that they're like oh we can make up this and we can say that this happened and it's like no. How do you There's... try to correlate what happens in there with what happens in the films? Yeah, because because the, the arc of the original trilogy is is still yeah. important, you know. And it, yeah. and if you if you put something in there that sort of throws that off, like Josh was saying, it just kind of well, it's the problem with prequels in general is because you know the outcome of how <laughs> yeah. it's going to end. Yeah, it doesn't create drama or tension in any way. Not to say this is a bad book. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you still got to read the next one. It's not until yeah, like I said, I'm yeah. still going to read the second issue. I'm not yeah. I'm not totally hating on it. <laughs> But I guess half hate. Half hate. <laughs> and then, uh, what was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was this absolutely fantabulous anthology that Boom Studios released called Boombox Mixtape. Um, for those of you who don't know, Boombox is a new imprint of Boom Studios following along um, the regular Boom imprint and Kaboom, which is their kids' imprint. Boombox is pretty much their their weird, quirky, indie, creative-owned, creator-owned imprint. So, um... They put out uh, they put out the Midas Flesh last year, which is so insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan North's Midas Flesh, which is just about like a, you know a bunch of space travelers who come across Earth being covered in gold, and they decide that mm-hmm. Midas's fingers are the most powerful weapons in the planet and What's in the, in the, the galaxy. And, and and there's a Utah Raptor and a space helmet, and it's and it's so weird and amazing. So that's pretty okay. much the flavor that Boombox is going for. Because I read the I read the small one that they have in this, and it's there was a bunch of dinosaurs, and I'm like, what is is all of my yeah, flesh well, is well, about dinosaurs? No, no. That's well, I mean, they're, they're, the, cool. one of the main characters in Midas Flesh is a dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. I, uh... Um, but uh, but this this anthology, it's an oversized, gorgeous book 
Um, And I just I just love that it's called mixtape because that is such some people would argue that that's such an archaic term. (laughs) I love the cover art, all the small little details in the actual mixtape. Yeah, and they're two different covers. Yeah, Yeah. we've got them both here, and they're both gorgeous. I love them, and it's fantastic. uh, I'll admit, I mean, it's a burger dad. It's a burger dad. Who has a, who has a, a mustache of a pickle. And yeah. a chip living next to him? Or what is yeah. that? Is that the Dorito? Cheese. It looked like cheese to me. I would like to talk about punk rock grandma. Oh, that was oh, punk totally rock random and awesome. The best. <laughs> the, that last line, I freed her two, was it two months ago? Somebody or help two me years That ago. is crazy. I freed her two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that uh, oh, like made God. it so funny to me, like really brought it even higher, was her weird boob, her weird boob movement movements, oh. like pendulums. Like, yeah, like yeah. they were just flapping around and each, like whatever she was doing, and it. Oh man! Again, it's the so weirdness. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it, and that's what I love about this is that I, I mean, you know, in general, the weirder the better for me because mm. I, I love weirdness. I, well, I, the, wear, the best... I love things that make me go, "What the fuck?" And this anthology is just a big. Blob what the, of fuck? What the yeah. fuck? No, but the best thing, and and just I guess anthologies in general is that with this, if let's say you didn't like punk rock grandma, two pages later, it's something completely different. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll admit, at first I was hesitant. Hesitant. I really liked the cover, but I was like, ah, oh, it's a sampler. It's just gonna be like little stories. It's just trying sampler. to get They're me all in. original stories. I well, I didn't know that. I thought it was just like, oh, it's just gonna try and get me into oh, the bits book. and pieces. But then I read. The whole thing, and I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking loved this! I I want misunderstood read haunted house. Of, oh, that I was know. my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> genius. You guys like pizza? <laughs> and it's actually crazy I be because your <laughs> it's actually crazy because the artist uh, Kendra Wells for misunderstood haunted house is somebody I actually follow on the internet, and I had no idea she she actually did. I mean, she does a lot of web comics, but yeah. I, I didn't know she actually did print comics, and I was really excited to find this. And that's the thing: there are a lot fantastic. of people in this that do web comics, and yeah. a lot of their web comics are just so amazing <laughs> are any of you aristotle's a vegan that was my favorite though oh I god loved no i i also really liked uh teen president teen, teen president, president um where he was uh but, debating he was having them debate by doing a skate off so so these are all <laughs> short stories a lot of world problems would be a lot <laughs> we, we just have a skate off for everything man but, but like, like he just vetoed them at the end with a Sweet trick. We had Midas Flesh and Munchkin in there that are like continuing series, but well, and also a Teen Dog, also a short from Teen Dog, which of course, which gave us some insight into uh, Thug Pug. But the question is though, like, are the other stories? These are just like one-time things, or are they going to be like possibly ongoing? Well, yeah, uh, Cyanide and Happiness. That's like an ongoing webcomic forever. I think think it was meant to be like some a little bit of everything, Mm. like samples of like this. What's going on? This was what's going on in Boombox. Otherwise, but you know, here are some stories that have nothing to do with it. In case you don't want to. Speaking of cyanide and happiness, does it feel like the the ones that were in this book were a little toned down? Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I think they were like, oh, children are going to read this. (laughs) The worst was at the end. It's like your mom has two days to live. Um, But most of it was. But even that was was, like they were still really funny. Yeah, but but I, I mean, don't know. I don't think I don't think of Boombox as a particularly children's oriented. Like I, I I wouldn't give this to to a to a ten year old. But I, mean, I don't think they would get it. But I mean, like cyanide and happiness, like gets can get raunchy. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like they were kind of like, hmm, let's uh, let's get your like uh, most PC. Well, but then yeah, but the, but then you have punk rock grandma and her floppy tits are going everywhere. I mean, that's not exactly PC. But no, but that's more like. 
visual gags and anything. And we I, all, I feel like kids appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> kids know boobs. Most of kids know boobs. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I, I think, I mean, I guess I, I can see where you're coming from, but I just thought this whole thing was fantastic. I loved all of it. If I had, oh, if that if was had, like, not a, a critical, uh, like, no, I wasn't no. making a jab here. I'm if, just, if I had like a six, seven year old that uh, wanted to read something, I'd tell him this. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, no problem. That Sasquatch story was actually beautifully drawn and yeah. oh, it was totally Very like weird and philosophical yeah, and, yeah. and it was so yeah so great but i mean like we work at meltdown and i think holly and i are of the the principle where we don't there there's very few books that we wouldn't recommend children reading because you know a it's reading b it's like their friends are all going to be reading this anyway and to like primarily give kids kids comics can sometimes be like a real pigeonhole. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, know? how else are you going to... I mean, it, I learned, I mean, as, as a reader when I was growing up, I learned everything from reading. And, yeah. And because, and because of that, you know, I wasn't shocked about it, you know, later. Well, it's, yeah. I feel like it's so strange when, when parents do come in, they're like, oh, what should I get my kid? And it's like, I don't know what maturity level your child is at. Exactly. Like, I could... Give you so many things, but I don't know how how anal you are about them. Yeah, that used to happen. That used to happen to me when I worked at bookstores. Like yeah. I would have parents come in, say, so I have an eight year old boy. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> great. That means uh, nothing to me. Tear in headlights eyes. It's like, what, did, what, what does that mean? You know, you associate like dinosaurs and robots with eight year old boys. Like, I mean, if if, if that's what eight year old boys like, then I am an eight year old boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the soul. Here's the Hobbit. Give it to your child. Let them. Boy, it out. That had elves and <laughs> devilish things. No, it's fine. He was friends with C.S. Lewis. It's it's fine. Yeah. So, well, bottom line is the Boombox mixtape is totally rad, and if you have a chance to pick it up, you absolutely should because it's Definitely. it's a fantastic sampling of what crazy weird comics can do. Uh, Josh, yo, what books do you want to talk about? What was your pick of the week? My pick of the week was uh, the Jupiter's Legacy book. Uh, Quietly in Millar. Um, uh, when was Finally. the last time? When, yeah, when was the last time that <laughs> Jupiter's it's Legacy came like out? It, months. It's <laughs> so weird because I mean, uh, Jupiter's Legacy falls in the Sandman category. There, there's a few other books. It's they take like at least six months to come out between I, each mm. issue. I'd say Sandman is actually faster than Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah, which yeah. is weird. Here's yeah. the thing: he'll put out like three books at one time and one of them will take like six months the other two will come out either timely or within a month or two of each other but yeah. it's like and, and i understand he's making another movie i understand he's making well, movies think, yeah yeah you're, i think you're doing your thing <laughs> doing i think with thing. mark millar i think it's i think it's mainly um and and, 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 a, and a lot of a lot of yeah a lot in a lot of um delays on books it's almost always the artist hmm. because it because it just takes longer and and yeah like with sandman like you know neil gaiman was like it's not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then you look at the, you look, you look at the issue, and J. H. Williams is totally knocking it apart. Exactly. Like, oh yeah, that and, was worth the three months. And same here with uh, Jupiter's His legacy. Art is just the most gorgeous thing. Of, when I yeah, can we just talk about Salmon for and, a second? <laughs> not just, not just, just Salmon. Just but I remember when uh, he was doing uh, Batwoman. Oh, not just Prometheus, oh, but Batwoman was gorgeous. Oh, the colors that just in such a dark book and having such sometimes toned down vibrancy. It's, it's just. As well as the page the, the layouts. Paneling, mm-hmm. Yeah. My God. It's so crazy and risky, but it's just it's like it nine panel grid worked. this, damn yeah. it. <laughs> and, and it was never like a, a, a pain on the eyes. Like I could follow it so easily and it was just uh, Well, that, so that, that's the thing. Like if you look at J.H. Williams as like watching his career as an artist who's learning, 
it's really great because I feel like uh, with you know when he was doing his Promethea run with Alan Moore, he learned about dynamic paneling on his own through working with Alan Moore's scripts. And then with Batgirl, I feel like he, uh, like you were saying, like with tones and yeah. like subtlety, he really like. I feel like that was him fleshing out his color, his like watercolor base, his like learning to experiment with the medium in a lot of ways. And with Sandman, I, it's just this like insane amalgamation of all the things. All the things. <laughs> all the things. And it's they like. Gave him, they gave him no restrictions whatsoever. Yeah. Like, just and, and I do feel it. like, you know, it's. You can watch that man learn to be a better artist just by following his career. Yeah. And that's not something you see, you know. With a lot of artists, some of them just start phoning it in. I mean... <laughs> well, I, I could. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't like, you don't like... Can Is we just, like, you? please... Yeah. Bleep out all those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, don't want to. Mm. <laughs> Where do you work again, Holly? <laughs> um, What's your address? <laughs> uh, but yeah, but back to Jupiter's legacy. Um, Frank Quitely is is. I mean, I think he falls into the category of of somebody who you 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 can wait for the art for. Yeah. Because it's that good. Uh, the only criticism I've ever heard of Frank Quietly, and I've said this a million times, but I love it. Uh, I had someone come into the store, and it was actually when Jupiter's Legacy first came out, and he's like, ah, you know, I'm not into Frank Quietly. And I was like, Frank Quietly is fucking amazing. All-Star Superman. And I just like started listing the things that he did. And, Grant Morrison, Batman. Yeah, you know, uh, even the authority issues that he yeah. did. Um, amazing. And the guy goes, nah. All his drawings just look like a sack of knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that is the most like weird. I can see it, kind of. Yeah. Uh, now I've gotten but... that too, but it's like, his art looks scrunchy. And I'm like, oh, I guess. And I was like, have you seen people? <laughs> <I know. laughs> we're fucking, people they look scrunchy. weird. Like, we all look like a yeah, sack of knuckles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, come on. I, I, I just like it when a, a comic book artist... <laughs> Can draw ugly, Is it, and it's yeah. not like a caricature of mm -hmm. ugliness. It's like it, you know he's giving you a piece of everyday life. You know, you you look at like Pax Romana, um, and and other like you know especially the Morrison stuff that he does. Yeah, he's drawing people. He's drawing like people that feel like real people. They're strung out. They got stubble. You know, and it's not like this like comic book. The lines aren't aren't. Soft and sweet and nice. They're yeah. yeah. They're, they, they're not edges. supple. They, they look like a sack of knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is like why I bring that up. It's like a weird criticism where I was like, yeah, you're right. It's like but a like Bruce Willis painting. <laughs> like it's just like if Bruce Willis was a comic book character. Yeah. Just... <laughs> wow, that, that was deep. Right. <laughs> oh, I actually didn't get a chance to read Jupiter's Legacy yet. Um, how did how did the story hold up after all those months? Good, good. Uh, and and the big, I think the biggest fuck you with that was like it was like it ended and it's like end of book one. It's like oh, there's more. There's <laughs> fucking more after all this time. You know what I love that like it was seen in the, solici the solicitations that they like, were reissuing all the uh, the other ones for like another print. So it was like hey, just in case you forgot what happened from. Last year to now. Uh, well, a lot, I mean, a lot of publishers have done yeah. that. Like, I think with um, 
Frankenstein Alive Alive, the one that yeah. Bernie yeah. Mason was doing. It's like, and, hey, and that's another one where it's like, dude, uh, no, yeah. dude, I am not going to blame. Oh, my God. In, like, wow. I mean, talk about artists that you can wait for. The yeah. stuff in Frankenstein Alive Alive has just been unbelievable yeah it's, it's funny with time, with with things like there's sometimes that i just pick things up for like i was like i have to own this mostly just for the because art. it's pretty <laughs> yeah because it's so gorgeous yep yeah. yeah. eddie uh i didn't uh i i read like star wars in the boombox one and that was it i uh, i was busy with the uh, the event this man shame him well speaking of boombox again what's up speaking of boombox again i also i also uh read teen dog which is one of my favorite series. I think we got you it's... on that. I think you were like, oh, I was very skeptical. You were I was very skeptical. I think mostly because you thought it was going to be a lot like Lumberjanes. Yes. Because <laughs> I know you don't like the lingo. The, the, okay. Oh, I, I, controversy. I, yeah, <laughs> controversy. I'm not a fan of Lumberjanes. I, I was excited for it. And How then do you I feel read, about Saga? Then I read the first issue. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the next issue comes out, yes, we then are. Then I read talk about the first that. issue of Lumberjanes and, and I, I, I just, I couldn't do it. It was like reading, it was like reading Tumblr the comic like i just i couldn't handle it it was just too much teen girl speak lingo trying to be cute like trying to you know and i just i i hated it and so so when i when when i you know i when they first uh started advertising teen dog i was like oh no it's gonna be another one of those like trying to be hip and cool and trying to be up on the internet lingo kind of books and what i found is that it's actually it's actually very 80s in a lot of weird ways. Yeah, no, and it's it self-aware. It, and it's I, self-aware. I, I think that it's like purposefully like trying to not be cool yeah. in a weird way that makes it cool. But but I mean the characters just like even like like you've got you've got Teen Dog of course who is just like you know the epitome yeah. of cool but he's a dog <laughs> and his, his his arch rival is Thug Pug Thug Pug who you he, you awesome. want to cheer for anyway because yeah. he's Thug Pug <laughs> yeah and and then his his best friends are like you know a, a, these are cute girls the, well cute girls but like one of them is a female quarterback for the football team yeah, yeah. and 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 you know and, and it's like there's just so many so many things that that make it a book that could only come out in 2014 or 15, except except the feel of it is very classic. Classic yeah. teenage, like, 80s stuff. Yeah, I, well, when I was reading it, too, it, it, like you said, I feel like this was a webcomic originally. I was like, oh, this must have been something else, and it, but I didn't find anything else that was... Teen Dog is, is drawn and written from. by Jake Lawrence, by the way, who, uh, multi-talented... I love that yeah, cover. Yeah, he's amazing. That cover is amazing. Yeah, oh, this his, cover uh, is great. His Triforce-looking back patch. Yeah, which reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, the like, one. Oh, well, yeah. it's black and white rock stardom. I mean, yeah, yeah, which which is interesting because of Negatine Dog. <laughs> yeah, Negatine Dog. Yeah. Which again reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it. I just love it. I think it's so good. And then and again the the end of this. I mean, you know, spoilers, but this is about like, oh, we're gonna make a punk band and we're gonna go to the Battle of the Bands and we're gonna win. And then you know, and Thug Pug ends up winning with a saxophone. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. Like it's not like oh, you know this magical we rock and won. roll fairy tale like it's it's just crappy teenage life except it's hilarious and really well drawn and then it just ends with a mixtape again a, a supposedly outdated concept that is just a whole bunch of tracks over and over again queens you're my best friend which is the best <laughs> nice. thing in the entire universe well, like, true love comes in a mixtape it does <laughs> mixtapes are representative of feelings yeah uh, there's something i mean we're we're all Old, except for Aristotle. Uh, <laughs> Me and Eddie are like a year apart. Well, Aristotle collects vinyl, man. I mean, that's one yeah. I can say for myself. I, I and guess. tape is. Have you ever made a mixed vinyl? No. 
can't say that. Have you ever have you ever stood in your room in high school and and and, and seen that that last bit of bit of black tape on the tape and been like, oh, I wonder if I can fit this song on there. And you press record <laughs> and it goes and then the song ends and then five seconds later, click. click. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most existentially amazing moment you can ever have. <laughs> oh, Gratifying just I to love the max. It. Recording, so oh man, recording off the radio. Oh, yes! Yeah. I had Jesus. so many radio tapes. I remember... Um, recording off the radio. The classic yeah. pirating. I remember... Uh, <laughs> I uh, recorded uh, Superman's Dead. Um, <laughs> yes, for a mixtape for so. someone. And it went into Radiohead. It went into... Uh, <laughs> a- and I-, I left it going. And it got my friend into Radiohead. Like, And I was like, oh, that's... Th- <laughs> I, I, did, <laughs> the, I, I did the worst thing for you <laughs> and inadvertently did the best thing for you. Oh, man. So yeah, yeah, Teen Dog, awesome, nostalgic, great, fantastic, hilarious. Pick it up. But but speaking of which, uh, to segue into Batgirl, uh, um, yeah, interesting thing. Uh, well, Teen Dog tries to like, sh- I think, shies away from the sort of like lumberjane esque problem that you have with it with yeah. uh, social media and all these like sort of modern cues. What what do you what do you think about uh, Batgirl? Here's what the I new think. Batgirl was right social, social media. media. Here's what I think the difference is. Um, with with Lumberjanes, I think it's it's an attempt to be cute and it's an attempt to have a lingo from the internet. Whereas I don't think I don't feel like there's a particular um, like vocabulary going on with the new Batgirl. I feel like they're using social media to tell the story. Like social media is a very big part of the story. Like the very first issue. Um, I think it was number thirty-five with this new creative team was mm-hmm. you know was about someone conning people by using like a grinder like app yeah which <laughs> which is yeah. Tinder 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 grinder whatever <laughs> it's the same thing grinder's the better one <laughs> <laughs> yes for reasons um but 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 I don't feel like I don't feel like they're just like they're just mooching off of off of internet coolness to to tell a story that sounds cool i feel like this the social media is more part of the story which i which i which is appreciated i can get into that more yeah i mean i mean i think that this is one of the first comic books where it's not like i'm i'm spider-man and you're posting a photo to the net (laughs) and it's like uh no like we live in a world with fucking social media and this is a thing and batgirl feels like it the it, only it's other... the first time they took taken uh, a superhero and been like, "Yeah, this is the fucking world." Yeah, like. Well, she's and the in only it. Other, the only other comic that I felt like uh, did that successfully with social media was Young Avengers, Gillian McKelvey's. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and and meme thing. In what? Who? Oh, memetic. Yes, yes. another I, another great boom. Comic. Again, don't know how to pronounce words. <laughs> memetic. Yeah, that's a, it was another great boom comic about basically a meme. We've had one shot of spiced rum. Meme tick. I'll, I will say GIF till the day I die. GIF, GIF, man, GIF. No, it's, it's fucking GIF. GIF. Anyway, Mimetic is a, is a, is a boom comic about... Uh, I love how I'm the, only, I'm the only one who tries to stay on topic. Everyone else is just like, well, la, 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 la. Once again, we've had some spice I love drum. this new Batgirl. Like, yeah, I, mean, I think it's, I, I'm really enjoying it. of this redesign. I love Bab's artwork. I love when... Uh, it's Brendan Fletcher, right, that also will contribute art yeah. to it? Yeah, I, and Cameron Stewart is a writer who's I, also a great yeah, artist. Yes, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're all amazing. This is like the perfect book. I am just so happy with it. Well, it's I, so much fun. And and each comic is just like a weird delight. Yeah, 
and and it's not even. It's just like uh, it's just the best. No, but where it's coming from seems so like weirdly eclectic and like Mm. you know when when she's fighting like two. Anime, the anime girls. That was amazing. Like, what the fuck? That made what me so fuck? happy. She's like, yeah, they're co- you know they're copying the villains from this anime series I used to watch. And I'm like, that, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who and- wouldn't do that? Okay, okay, okay. Let, 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 let's talk story. Who do you think uh, is orchestrating this sort of um, hit on Batgirl? Do you think it's going to actually be an established villain? Batman villain? Or do you think that this is like something, something through line through the Batgirl series that is actually like gonna reveal itself? I'm not sure. At this point, I feel yeah. like there's been so much newness already, like yeah. like new new you know new take, new art, new you know new format, just new a, a, a new new <laughs> yeah. costume, new vibe in yeah. general. That I think maybe it'd be interesting if it if it did end up being an established villain, and then we could see what this team's interpretation of that villain would be. Hmm. I think it'll be someone new. I hope I'm hoping it'll be someone new. It just seems like a, a lot of it is, uh, hey, this isn't Gail Simone's Batgirl. Yeah, yeah, and I, we all love that. There's reverence we're, we're, to yeah, it, which no, is, is which is cool. Which there always should be when you're taking over something, but it's not just like, oh, we're gonna do exactly <laughs> it's her brother again. Uh, like just hmm. new and the. But they do make mention. They do make mentions yeah. of like continuity things like that with her brother. No, and, like in, in in this in this new and which sort of drags you back into it. It's like, oh yeah, we're not just reading a random yeah. comic about a girl. We're reading something that ha- you know takes place in the DC. No, universe. And, and there has to be because it, because it is continuity. Uh, it is something that, that is uh, canonical, but it just it's still it's it's its own thing. Like it's it's yeah. you can pick it up and not have to necessarily know everything that happened prior to it. It's exactly. Just, yeah. And, and that's nice. that's another thing I I appreciated about it. Like yeah. cuz there's so many there's so many comics where it's like this ties into this and this yeah. ties into this and it's like it's like okay great. What do I have to pick up to understand what, what the hell it? I'm reading? Those, uh, yeah. those Marvel those, those, those things those that they used to do with the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where it's like uh editor's note C <laughs> issue 554. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the not so subtle the not <laughs> yeah, so subtle like, sales like, pitch. Stop, stop <laughs> fucking interrupting my reading. <laughs> Which is like I got to put this book down now and like go to a Book stores and try to find those three issues that tie I mean, into this one freaking thing. I always say that the test of a good comic book is if you know absolutely nothing about the continuity going in and you can pick up the comic and still enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, and of it course. doesn't take you out of it, you know? Yeah. But I do miss, uh, do you remember uh, in the 90s, late 80s, when they would have like the assistant editor do the <laughs> covers? And it was always <laughs> the most fucking ridiculous cover. It's like, here's everyone, like, <laughs> Eight of these people will die. Yeah. Guess who? <laughs> not on May. Not on May. Maybe. Or, 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 yeah, like the, the early 90s Marvel period when they would have all the characters who appear in the comic and a little cardboard face, like, square face, in the face, back. Face, just face, little, like, faces. Face. Like, just in case you wanted to know who is in this comic, here you go. You've read Days of Future Past. <laughs> Look at all these faces. Deceased, God, deceased, 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 deceased. <laughs> Uh, also, also I uh, another that, nostalgic like, who, thing. Who made that giant? Who kept like putting that over? Where it's like, well, they killed that one, so I guess we have to go. Like, uh, obviously, it's the fans, things. the fans, right? <laughs> the Sentinel fans. The Sentinel fans. <laughs> the Sentinel fans. We got them. <laughs> Bingo. Oh man, uh, it, it was Banksy basically. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's Banksy. Uh, but, uh, to bring it back, though, I still, I just. <laughs> Every issue, I cannot get over how gorgeous this book is, Batgirl. Everyone is gorgeous. The colors are gorgeous. Everything is gorgeous. I. Just, well, it, ah. 
And like, I like also that it's like you know, if you look in the backgrounds, like the the, the other people in the book, mm-hmm. uh, they're friends. They're like yeah. people that they know. It's like it seems very like family oriented in a way where it's like we're writing this for people that we love. Mm-hmm. We're making this for people we love, and it's filled with people that we love. Yeah, and that that's a, a rarity in a superhero book, especially like when I, everyone's like fucking main character their lives the worst <laughs> everything dies it's like I, yeah, this is the background i mean yeah the current background is a great example of how you don't have to make a book horrifying and angsty to be good yeah but i mean like, i love horrifying <laughs> angst i mean I, I just i love it i, I mean, mean i'll read the shit out of a cross <laughs> issue anyway. hell yeah uh, and, and but but i think and feel bad about myself after, <laughs> like fucking junk food what's what's the worst thing you've seen in a cross book um. Ooh, that that's so <laughs> tough. Yeah. Uh, are, are we talking about like the the like the, the fucking dead corpses part? Just, or just oh anyway, oh, like, beating someone to death with a horse cock. Oh well, yeah, right, that's was, fantastic. His I, name is Horse Cock. The first, that's that the very the first. Series, the, right? the Garth Ennis one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Horse cock. Horse cock. Horse cock. Yeah. Horse cock. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think the one that like missed it for me was the David Lapham. Oh, uh, is it the uh, family uh, the, values? Family the values? incest one, where I was like, because yeah. I feel like Cross is like the aristocrats, the joke, <laughs> oh, where okay. it's like a writer is like, oh, what's the worst thing in the world? Let's write about it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And like with the incest one, I was like, ah, ah, okay, you're doing an incest book. Okay, cool, Cross. Incest is almost is almost the passe taboo. Now. I know. I was like, there's so much more worse things you could do in this. It's book. like, oh, incest. Incest. No. It's like That's so last fucking year. passe. Oh, yeah, God. I've seen I've seen a lot of pretty horrible. Which is things horrible. Uh, which is also interesting because uh, a lot of people, you know, being in Hollywood, people are like, oh, but something that's not optioned, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you bring up cross. And and like, like, this is why it's not optioned. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I would love to see a cross. I don't know. Ad- made for TV. There's, there's books like that sometimes that I look at that I'm like, ah, oh, this is never going to be on television. It's just <laughs> but that's amazing. Fucking... No, and I love that, yeah. though. Um, well, I love the comics can do oh, that. The tele- movies Lost can. Girls? A fucking Lost, Lost Girls, yeah. which is a Lost Girls the, my favorite Alan movie. Moore. Yes. And it's amazing, but it would never get made because it's about I've, sex. I feel we're we're going like to have it, yeah. a no, whole I podcast feel deconstructing. Like it would be I really am good. so down with that. I feel like Lost Girls would be a really good like Showtime HBO like. Series. Skinamax. Skinamax. Well, because it's just so much more than just sex. Oh, it's I know. Just... Oh, and it's, de- it's 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 it's, it's like, deconstructing it's, the it's nature heavy. of sexuality. Philosophical porn. Yeah. I didn't think well, there could be such sex, a thing. But like yeah. classism, just like. Mm. Dude, it's too much. No, no, it's no, too much. No. We're gonna we we're gonna will, save our love for Lost Girls. We are for gonna episode. literally have a Lost Girls podcast where we go have through. You, Arizona, all have you ever read Lost, Lost Girls? Girls? I'll admit to no. Oh. I, mean, I, I will lend you yeah, my copy. I, will, I, I have the hardcover box set. Yeah, I mean, me too. Me too. Thing. The three, yeah. Uh, this, yeah. I, uh, when when uh, one of our new coworkers started working here, he's like, what haven't I, what haven't I read? It's like, oh, it's obviously Lost Girls. Mm. Read this. And it's so funny that, it's, that the, the other Alan Moore, I mean, obviously Alan Moore's amazing and his other works deserve to be canonized, but nobody talks about Lost Girls in the way it's that they talk about Beaver Vendetta. And, like, and it's so amazing. And, and, and if you... Oh, I mean, well, I it's, think it's amazing. The, the thing is that it's heavy on the sex. So everyone's like, but, oh, but I, I, mean, I don't want to give this to someone and think that I'm like some type of pornographer. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, here's something like beautiful and magical about that book. Sex, especially. guys, we all have it. It's well, just... he, it's <laughs> illustrated... I, 
a beautifully, but by, oh, yeah, by, his, by wife. his wife. It is, Which, and that's what I thought was the most gorgeous thing about it, that it's just them working together, together on this book about, about sex. <laughs> like, it's like, how <sighs> fucking romantic and is it, that? And it's Fuck, not dude. even about, like, sex in, like, a heteronormative. Oh, no. It, it, there is it, every it kind is of sex. Yeah. Sex in Every spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. That, and I love that you use the word heteronormative. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it's absolutely true. There is nothing well, in that book that is heteronormative. Okay, to bring it ba- bring it back uh, to Batgirl. Um, let, let let let's get into that a little bit. What, the, are we the, are we talking about the uh, the, the last issue? The the, tr- the cross dressing, the trans, the tr- the, um, the trans um, art guy. See, I don't feel like the issue was transphobic. Yeah. I, I I feel like it was more of an attempt to throw a curveball that maybe people took the wrong way. Yeah. But well, I didn't think of the artist at the end by the end of the issue I wasn't like, oh, this is an evil person. This is a horrible but, but the, the way gripe, what was the grape that everyone brought up? Was the fact that the fact her reaction towards like, No, no, the, I think I think it was the fact that the The villain is the villain a, is yeah. trans transgender or or, you know, cross dressing. Yeah. Which which is which is a kind of a traditionally like phobic thing like yeah. you look at silence of the lambs you look at you know stuff stuff that's like classic suspense often it's it's considered you know yeah but i scary. think a lot of people forget that uh you know the trans community was re- represented in batgirl not in that light first right yeah and gail simone's run yeah uh, d- 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 i don't know if everybody remembers but uh, Bat- uh batgirl's um batgirl's uh, roommate came out as yeah, trans a, a lot of people uh, from what i was reading felt that 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 thing that happened in the last batgirl issue kind of did away with that that almost like wiped that clean and, and was like oh back to square one yeah back to square one and i i don't see i don't agree i don't I, it, did, it didn't I, feel I, transphobic i do no, i it, do it, agree it, i i i i've seen you know People who have come in and are like deeply upset about it. I mean, I and I don't feel that I was deeply upset about it, but I don't feel like that I have a say in that. Being a, a hetero male, yeah. I I feel like that's not like something that I deal with. And I feel that that in a modern comic book dealing with a transgender person as a villain in the way that they did. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, some of our customers who have come in complained that uh, it was obvious by the way that she was drawn as the fake Batgirl. And I was like, I didn't. I don't up, think that's true. I at didn't all. pick oh, no. up that at yeah. all. Let's, first off, that cover with uh, her in the super glam. glam I, I love that suit for so many reasons. She looks like a, a Beyonce Batgirl. Oh, yeah. No, no it was totally like, Beyonce like, like Batgirl. Like, like, <laughs> like, like with awesome. a pinch of David Bowie oh, in yeah. there. I know. It, uh, it was great. And I at no point felt, I guess as I, I was reading it, like, oh, it's a, it's a man uh, like dressed in a Batgirl outfit. Yeah. That's not... I, no, I no, not once reading it. And... For me, the reveal was real. I was yeah. like, yeah, oh, yeah. wow. I, I was actually surprised. It yeah. actually got spoiled for me because I heard about that before I had even finished oh, really? So I was like, well, fuck. Well, now I know it's going to happen. <laughs> but I mean... But just, 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 just out of curiosity, just, since we're having this conversation, does everyone else at this table identify as a hetero male? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm weird. I guess. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just checking. We have three hetero males and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a non-hetero female. Yeah, um, although I don't really identify as female all the time, so you're fucking Holly Interlanding. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that established. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
But I, that, that doesn't yeah, give yeah. me a right to talk about like transgender things because obviously I'm not transgender. No, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, as a as a non-straight queer person, I think I, I think you know. I mean, I yeah, I. I I was not, I was not offended, but then it takes a lot to offend me. So <laughs> exactly, if, if you're running through crossed, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the thing sometimes yeah. too. That it's like I didn't offend me, but then you think about it, it's like what does, does offend? offend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Oh god, I can think of a couple things that offend me. Like, yeah, a few. The, like bad writing. Bad writing is horribly offensive. Yeah, but to switch gears now to a another. Uh, controversial fictional character my pick of the week was adventure time marceline gone adrift and i only say that because of the the marceline bubblegum thing that happened you're That's, gonna have to explain that no, to the rest of us who oh, don't watch I'm, adventure I'm, time. A, I'm a huge adventure time fan yes, Everyone yes we know, know that as we are <laughs> love adventure time um there was a an episode of the series where uh it was implied that marceline and uh princess bubblegum had had a previous relationship and of a so, romantic nature. Of a romantic nature. And parents were, some parents were not very happy about that. I thought it was cool. Parents yeah, would go I think it was great. Seriously. Seriously. Parents are the worst parents, thing to happen to parents children. Parents have a problem. They parents have a problem. Understand. It's like, no, parents can go fuck themselves. Seriously. <laughs> and when we say I, that, we don't mean all parents. We just mean Not the, the good ones. <laughs> we mean the parents who complain about shit like that. Uh, yeah. Everyone who has a child. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're all horrible. I'm know, I, and, and especially think... like in a world where you know it's it's you know two mothers, two fathers. Mm-hmm. You know th- th- that's so much more uh, norm mm-hmm. in our culture to be mad that two fictional characters, characters. had a dalliance, and in they didn't their even past. say that we did. It was implied. Yeah, which I I love. I support it. Adventure Time has so much history. That's just kind of like, just tossed out, but never spoken of. That and that, I feel like that gives it so much richer story. Like there's so much that they could do, and they're like, yeah, we'll just kind of throw that out there, never talk about it. Yeah, like Take as a, as a what small, you will. Yeah, yeah. And that's I, I don't know. I think it's important within cartoons to have maybe such a broad spectrum of of things like that that aren't necessarily given to you mm-hmm. right away but growing up watching them and going back and going like oh oh yeah like having that oh moment like the my, implied my favorite cartoon character is still the devil from the powerpuff girls ah <laughs> uh, him? Uh, him him that i i don't know holly do you know who him is? i i i'm i'm familiar with the powerpuff girls but but it was a little bit after my time i think i was too old for it they're you're never, you're never too. No, but it, I, I, but I was, I know, I know, but I was in my teen angst phase where I was like, you know what, cartoons are for kids. Sparkly no. chicks. Exactly, exactly. Power and I, I was reading like you know murder stuff and I'm not sparkling. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. I've learned that they were like the two most important cartoons in my life because now I we I think you guys know I'm a huge kaiju fan of monsters and hell yeah you know, like Powerpuff Girls had a lot of that yeah and I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even I was like where does this come from like why am I such a fan of this and then going back and rewatching it it's all, all the Powerpuff kaiju. Girls remember when giant had, robots when giant when monsters Dexter's Laboratory giant same fight. thing yeah, yeah like, and they oh all had giant god. robots too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god can we can we also oh, agree so that Johnny Bravo was the worst I I love Johnny Bravo too. 
I, I was a huge gyro was pretty bad. It wasn't. You guys are all talking outside of my kids' time period. I, <laughs> sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm the Ghostbusters. Okay. Part. Uh, so uh, the real that, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, yeah. The original the, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, he Man. Can we talk about more my speed. Can we talk about Brave Star and why, like, in this like <laughs> '80s fucking like dry hump of like let's resurrect some like old franchise? Brave Star has been left in the dust. <laughs> I mean, the planet New Texas. That's the greatest. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean. But to... oh, yeah. him, oh him, him, was probably so a male devil that was so effeminate. He and he wore he a, a tutu. Boa. He wore yeah. a tutu. He always had a pink boa. Was so menacing his, and evil. Yeah, his hand so, movements. And yeah, all but that but that, 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 again, again, that could also. I mean, if he wears a tutu and has a pink feather boa, that can also go back to the whole transphobic thing we were talking about. Yeah, since he is the main villain. No, I, he's not the main villain. He's just. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, I would say that he's certainly the most evil. Um, they, they make him the most evil. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> While he does have sympathetic moments, I think uh-huh. is the like he is the antagonist of that yeah. series. Not him. Him is just more chaotic. Yeah. yeah, he's like chaotic evil. Mojo Jojo is like evil evil although i guess it is it is in, in comic books it is kind of traditional to pair not traditional but it, it does happen a lot to, to pair more feminine characteristics with male ones when you're talking about crazy well, villains i mean as a yeah. kid growing up and watching it i never felt like oh all males who are very effeminate are evil it yeah just made well me go exactly like, right oh he's really badass and funny like yeah. Well, that's why, and that's why these things need to happen with, you know, obviously with kids shows. So yeah. kids, kids can grow up thinking, oh, there's nothing weird about that. Yeah. Which, which again, like Adventure Time, uh, four-way like, applause yeah. for doing that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. And they did that with Legend of Korra too. Yeah! Way. Oh my yeah. God! Yes! Yeah, they, they ended it. They ended it with, uh, yeah, with uh, two the two women. Getting Who together. like if I you rewatch it, have the strongest bond through the entire series, and it's them. Learning, living, loving, growing together. And it's like when you watch it from the first episode to the last episode, it's almost obvious. But it, w- it when it was presented, it was like, oh, my God. Like, yes. Like, yes. you're actually going there. Yeah. As, 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 a, as opposed to subtext. And, and, and again, <laughs> like, uh, to criticize Nickelodeon in a certain way, like, I, I feel that, you know, it's it's kind of a shame that the last series wasn't as you know, aired. Uh, I believe it was only... Uh, like online? Yeah, it was only online. It's like, I, I feel that there was, even in that show, a serious resistance to uh, having that be something on air. And it's like, I, I feel, it's like, come on. It's like, come on, guys. 2015. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Let's get real. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, uh, Aristotle, back to uh, your pick. Yeah. Uh, Marceline Gone Adrift. Uh, Psychedelic, huge, 2001. Huge, a huge fan of Adventure Time. Uh, I picked it up because Marceline is like my favorite character next what's, to Bimo. She's a rock this, star, right? Yeah, what's this one about? Because yeah. I, uh, I, I this, read the one before this. Where, oh, in uh, the Scream Queens? Yeah. <gasps> where so all good. the covers oh, were fucking awesome. Yeah, they were. They have one where they're like in a garage practicing and they've got like a Misfits poster in the background. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's so fucking much. awesome. Uh, this... Starts off with a, a very self-deprecating Marceline, which I understand. Hating. She's, she's trying to write a song. She's Self-hating. Like, oh, dumb. Blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, well, I mean, it's the first issue, so there's a lot of stuff that goes on that's like, I don't know what that was. There's a mysterious force that 
takes over Marceline, and then Bubblegum has this machine that's trying to, like, stop her, but they can't, so they just kind of... The last resort is to shoot her off into space. And that's how it ends. But... Because her her dad's, like, this, like, demon... uh, uh, Hudson Abadir? Hudson Abadir? Is that his name? The Fry Stealer? The the king of... I think uh, I saw, like, the first two seasons, and I need to to go back and rewatch it. But, uh... Or watch... Me too. I I mean, I'm so behind. But Um, I... But I love he's like this like he's businessman this, suit like and that tie. Just, like, well, that's like, that is the most dad. horrifying thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. more than a yeah. Flam- well, while we're talking a, about heteronormative, my god, more than business a suit and tie. Devil. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Tie. Says, says the man wearing a suit. Says <laughs> the man wearing a suit, <laughs> but no tie. It's, you're you're relaxed. <laughs> Casual Saturdays. Casual yeah. Saturdays. But the art is gorgeous. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I like that. Um, I feel like they're gonna take a larger journey into like the the, the you know mega sphere of where oh, the yeah. Adventure Time I would universe love to is. See what the what space is like in. The, yeah, they've come across it briefly. There was an episode where they were in space, and I think Abraham Lincoln was up. There. Oh yeah, yeah, on yeah, Mars. yeah, on see, Mars. Just like, there's <laughs> yeah, Abraham Lincoln on Mars. Like, that's so what I random. love about Adventure Time. They spend that little time there talking, like with these two characters yeah. on Mars, Abraham Lincoln and the the four faced man. Yeah, but like, yeah. just looking in the background and the fact that they're on Mars in a coliseum, like there's so much history in this universe that we could go through and I want to know all of it. I well, like, and, there's, there's and when they're going through... Marceline's I, head? Is it, no, well, not like, Marceline's head. It's the one where like it's like all the states are different like, like oh, chunks. Yeah, yeah. But like I am just so much more interested and invested in, in Adventure Time history than yeah. like US history. <laughs> <laughs> they should Ouch. teach Adventure they Time both history have, in school. Uh, they yeah. both have Abraham Lincoln. They, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, a through line. <laughs> it's just one freed the slaves, one's on Mars. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln on Mars. Why not both? Why not both? Yeah, why not both? Uh, oh. I I have one other book here. I don't know if you guys want to talk about it. It's uh, Avengers. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. Right. Never mind. I'm totally behind I, on Avengers, I, actually. I, I've been, I mean, I've, I, I've been enjoying it, but uh, I'm completely behind. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this before you get into it. Um, I love Jonathan Hickman's work. Yeah. I love Red Mars from Mars. I love Pax Romano. I like fucking Manhattan Projects. I love fucking oh, yeah. Manhattan Projects. His Marvel stuff, though, his, I, I love S.H.I.E.L.D. I did not, I have not been enjoying his, like, uh, Did you read Avengers. his Fantastic Four run? I did. Did you like that or no? It was okay. It wasn't, like, the best, but it, it's just, for some reason, the Avengers titles that he's writing. Mm-hmm. I have not been able to, like... I, I just hear, like... Flight of the Valkyries every time I open up one of his books. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is supposed to be epic. And I was like, <laughs> and like, when, when you're world building with Hickman, like, you know, you Nightly News, any of his stuff, like, I'm like, oh shit. Nightly There's News was stakes. the first thing I read of his. Yeah. And that, I was like, but, oh fuck. But when, he, when he's doing this, like, I feel like when he's doing uh, like Avengers or like c- certain Marvel titles, mm. I feel like he's like playing with toys. Yeah, toys that I play with. Yeah, and I'm like kind of like, yeah, like oh, I get it. Well, for me, I mean, right, I mean, for me right now, the best example of Hickman's awesomeness is East of West. Oh, East of West. I mean, East of West is fucking awesome. And while we're talking about world building, that world is huge. Yeah, and and they're like little like uh, the last issue or two issues ago when they were like, oh, here's what's up with all the, you know, different 
parts of yeah, east of west of the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah, how many times have you sold east of west in the store by making them read the first two pages of it? It's like an instant sell. I don't. I don't even have to do that. I just tell them that it's 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 a freaking awesome sprawling sci-fi western, western. about death. <laughs> so good. I. I've and been in that case, it trades. has a lot in common with pretty death, deadly. The embodiment. Yeah. yeah. I've been reading it in trade, so I'm behind on the current. But the old it's just, trade hound. Because I was I was slow to it. I didn't know, and then the first trade came out. I was like, I'll try it. Fell in love. Second trade. Yes. Like, oh, have God. you read the third trade? I have it, but I haven't read it yet. Jesus. Okay. Can we can we <laughs> so talk good. some like east of west spoilers right now? Uh, <laughs> if you want. Fucking <laughs> Death's son. What oh. the fuck? I want to know. I want to know if it's the Indian nation like pulling his strings. Uh, it is. He is like. I was like, oh, it's this like little crippled like Tommy kid, you know, like in this like weird virtual <laughs> prison. Yeah. And him beating the shit out of the horseman of the apocalypse, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, you're the most badass? Oh, cool. Yeah, great. Sure. Reduce this world to cinders, you fucking badass. <laughs> and it, it was like, oh, such a beautiful misdirection of like, I was like, oh, this poor, weird looking fucking imprisoned child <laughs> I should feel bad for him and it's like oh no he's the most dangerous person in this world fuck yes well Sorry, you know what now you don't have to read it <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting with like because with um, Hickman's Avengers and stuff because I I am um, when he well, first started it I was in love with it did you were you reading Avengers and New Avengers because those are yeah. the only Avengers books I read because I Secret Avengers. So Secret Avengers. Awesome. Yeah, Secret is, Avengers. Is get fucking... on that. And Alice Cott is a fucking awesome person, so you should read. Yeah. The, the reason that I started picking those up was, uh, and I do this sometimes a lot with books, is like, oh, Trad Moore's doing the covers. I love Trad Moore's art, mm-hmm. so that's why I started picking it up. And one of my friends was like, "Dude, have you read it yet?" And I was like, "I haven't." There's so much to. Modoc in it. It's... That alone is a reason to read it. <laughs> the relationship between him and Maria Hill is so hilarious and so so weird. Ah, it's so great. But, it's, uh, it's funny. It's it's up there like Hawkeye funny. Like but, oh, nice. Because I I have been loving Hawkeye. But the reason I love Jonathan Hickman's Avengers and New Avengers is because it's so big and grand and epic and in space, and that's exactly what I want from that, the. That's Marvel initially universe. like when he was doing the Infinity stuff. Like yeah, yeah I it, love it. It was sprawling. It's and, huge. But it was weird because I felt like all the other books had to like catch up to it. Yeah, and, and and it'd be great if he was in charge. Like, I would love to see him in charge more. It. Like, like in a like, this role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where he was like, "Hey, look, all the books. Like, we're gonna go out here. Mm-hmm. All these other books. You deal with what's going on in here." And it felt like a little disjointed. Mm. I get um, what you mean. But yeah, where they were like, "Wait, where is everyone? Where's our?" And that's <laughs> that's what I. Uh... Like every time you open it up is like a movie trailer, and then well, you have this. Yeah, long and you have this like, like this is in the, this is the Illuminati. This is the Avengers. These like kind of were Avengers. These are like <laughs> well, when, you know this like weird alien race that you've never heard about. <laughs> but I just I just love seeing all the like I love the Illuminati. I love all Hell, of them, and I love yes. seeing them like just be pissed at each other. My favorite was when they not I mean not in the current series, but like spoilers. I know <laughs> back when I think it was like the second third integration of them, and they let Captain America in on everything, and then as soon as he was like, 
we can't be doing this anymore, and we can't be doing that. Then we're like, well, nope, mind wipe. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what we're about. That made me sad. That made me sad. That Cap oh, hasn't been mind wiped. That was like after I, I he know, came back but to life. It's still like, Cap's like everybody's whipping boy. <laughs> like, it's just, well, which is why they like, I, I appreciate Civil War, because he's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I love your 50s announcer voice. <laughs> he's he's going he's gonna to go back to be Nomad. Just nomad uh, yeah. again. God. Put on that rag suit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but man, I've been... What's, what's been going on in the industry? I, I stopped reading maybe like... Uh, as of right I now... I want to say like four or five months ago. It's a... Uh, you know, I'm not a... I, I get lost in it too. Here's the uh, thing. See that I'm thing. not sure when so they are. Hundred percent sure as to what is going on. I, I know it's going on. It's just I don't know when they are because it's in the it's in the future where Captain America is very old. Um, no, that's not why he's very old. So what? Uh, okay, we'll see. if it's if it's he, what I think is going yeah, on. Yeah, he he lost this he lost the the soldier super serum and so he aged rapidly. Did yeah, that happened in the Captain America. Series? Yeah, yeah. Ah, the Rick Remender, the fantastic Rick Remender. That's Captain why America I did run. love it. But that's it why Falcon after. is now Cap. Yeah. Ah, because I I really loved uh, Recommender's uh, Captain r- l- just right after uh, World Z. What was it? Yeah, uh, Dimension Z. Dimension Z. Z. Yeah. Is that? Was oh, that was so trippy off. and weird. I loved it. it. Was but remember, remember, like the second issue, I told you, it was like, I think I know how this is gonna end. He's gonna get. He's gonna go back and no time pass at all. And sure enough. That's how yeah. it always happens with dimensional travel, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like the fucking Chronicles of Narnia wardrobe bullshit. <laughs> they come back and no time has passed. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was a fun journey, but I was still like, God damn it. There's like, ah. But um, if you have not so, read it, go pick it up. It's yeah, fantastic. Rick Remender's Captain America run is so, pretty uh, fantastic. And if you have not read Fear Agent, go pick up Fear Agent. No. Rick Remender's Fear Agent is... Can we just talk about how awesome Rick Remender is in general? <laughs> like, Rick Remender is writing my favorite ongoing series this right is... now, Deadly Class, which <sighs> is the best... I just knocked something off the table. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Deadly Class is is Hey look, Holly's talking about Deadly Class. The Fuck yeah. <laughs> best example of comics as literature that I have seen in ages. Like not not just as like well, as indie literature, like black and white, you know, yeah. blocks of story, but like no, you it's t- you... Des- well designed, it's well colored, it's well written, it's it's you know, it's intense and and characterizing. It's just it it's Everything I ever wanted out of a story. Well, pretty pre- much. preamble to it. If you boil it down, it is not a unique or different story. Well, no. But the way that it is told, yeah, it's 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 the ultimate it's the ultimate example of style over concept. I mean, it's it's about, great. It's about it's about a bunch of teenage assassins. Okay, yeah. cool. We've if seen you, that. Yeah, We've done exactly, that. exactly. I mean, but, tons of people have done that. But jeez, like, but oh my god, like, <laughs> oh, and the way oh, it's Could colored they, beautifully. Did they say what time period it, it's supposed 80, to be? Kind of Eighty. Well, the first the first arc was eighty seven. Okay. I think now it's eighty eight. Okay. Well, I, I just love it, and like like they're making fun of the Grateful Dead for yeah. like still being a band, <laughs> and like ah, oh, they're like just the subtle references that. You know, I, I think... it just goes goes places that a lot of comics don't go. Like and, just and this, it, this again, past week with 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 the pooping your yeah, pants. Yeah, where he episode. shit his pants. He actually literally in shits his pants working at a comic store, and it's amazing. The uh, the part after they they're in Vegas and they all get beat up, and that guy that was trailing them uh, takes the cat to fuck it to go fuck it. It's. <laughs> It's just uh, I was like, oh, why, why, one <laughs> face man, why? It's it's simultaneously the most 
horrendous and life-affirming book yeah. ever. Well, and, and, when he takes that sheet of acid. Yeah, exactly. She, the, acid. the whole acid trip sequence is yeah. fucking amazing. But, well, and I also, I also like, especially with that book, that it, it treats drugs in a way that isn't cartoony. Yeah. Um, while, while it is a caricature of, like, you know, I, I think them using them, like, falls into a certain character of people. The ramifications of them using seems very 80s. And uh, very real in a way that's, like, not either glorifying it or negating it. Yeah. Just, if you do this, this will happen. Yeah. And, and you're going to feel like this afterwards. Yeah. That's, that's what I loved so yeah. much about last week's issue was that it, yeah. it didn't it didn't gloss over the fact that they had just gone to a punk show, gotten crazy drunk and fucked yeah. on, the, on, on, you know, on, on the lawn. Like, they actually... And the next day he had to open The next day he had to open his comic shop, shop and he's running along and exhausted and barfing on the street and then he gets to the comic shop and, like, and, you know, he shits his pants. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's he going to take a massive fart. And, <laughs> and he gets he, fired and it's just, like, it's the worst. Like, it's just the shit hitting the fan, literally. <laughs> you smell like a fart. You smell like a turd. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I, I really, I really, I think that that's one of the best image books out right now. Absolutely, like hands down. Um, it's so just, if you're not reading it, do it. Yeah, read it, it now. First, first trade. trade is only ten bucks. Yeah, I still got to jump. Thanks. On that and, image. and where can we get the first trade? Meltdown, Meltdown Comics. There you go. Not scripted. <laughs> not scripted. <laughs> that's that's just about our time. But uh, I did have some, like, movie news kind of things written down to talk about. But I, there's only one on there Can we check, I feel that, that... talk about Hex Hulk? Hex Hulk? What, what, I did not hear about this. What do you mean? Oh, uh, Hulk fighting uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man. Oh. With them red eyes. Oh, yeah. Wait, Hulk has red eyes? I didn't yeah. notice the red eyes part. That. Yeah. I, was, I think I was too distracted by the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. no. Hulk has, like, these, like, very red eyes in one of the scenes when he turns around fighting Iron Man. I see. Is he hexed by the Scarlet Witch? <laughs> well, I mean, that's... Uh, Usually that's that's what happens, right? That like they fight the Hulk because usually like someone's like person, person, no, person A's like Hulk, go fucking fight them. I'm gonna go do the real thing I'm supposed to be doing. Hulk's and that's like, what it turns no, into, right? Yeah, I can like, I control my raging <laughs> anger. What was the what was the one thing uh, you had listed? The other thing was uh we all know about that Sony hack that happened. Oh uh, yeah, mailing emails between the Marvel and Sony, possibly bringing Spider Man, and now. I don't want. Those, to, I don't want. I me, don't. You know what? Me neither. But yeah, he is the worst I, part of Civil War, hands no, it's down. Not, it's I don't, well. That's why they had to retcon okay. it because of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Let me sell my soul to the devil. devil. So nobody so knows who I am. Eat a goddamn <laughs> dick. But, what, but my favorite <laughs> thing is that the, the Marvel Devil Mephisto. That's his thing. He's like, you don't really have to give me anything. Your two souls crying throughout eternity is going to be sustenance enough. So I imagine him like down there going, um, num, 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 num. your sadness is fueling me. It's yeah. so great. But, but I feel like it's our sadness. It's not even in the comic book. It's like all of the fans. I, Spider-Man is like an abusive relationship but sometimes. The most, the it's most... like it keeps hitting me in the face and I'm like, I want to go back to you. I love you. I can't quit you. It's terrible. The, oh. the most recent news, though, that I've read or heard was that um, it's too late for him to be in Civil War. He's not going to be in Civil War for sure. Oh, the Infinity but thing. That they're thinking Guardians they're of the Galaxy gonna, Three. No, they're going to bring him back, <laughs> in, uh, or they're going to bring him in on Infinity War Part One. 
I don't and want him in any of the movies. The, the only o- only reason why I think that it would be good is if they actually gave him his symbiote costume in a way that was cosmic. Or what if mm. what if the movie Spider Man turned out to be Miles Morales Spider Man? Uh, oh, but I just be I that would be. Because Peter, I'm, I'm sorry, but Peter Parker bores the fuck out of me. <laughs> well, I don't care that you can't pay your fucking rent. I don't care about no, your goddamn no, girlfriend. Be not, no, Shut up. I care about him not paying his rent. I've got I don't those care problems. about I don't want to fucking, read about those problems. I just don't want him perpetually in fucking high school. It's like, <laughs> get the fucking graduate. Go to college. Why the hell no, are you still oh, in high no, school? But you know what the best part is when in Superior Spider-Man, when they hit on that, where uh, Doc Ock was like, he's got one class away from getting his doctorate? the fuck has he been up to? Yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why is he not like running a business? Why is he? Why, he's teaching? What the fuck is wrong with and you? And I think that's why everybody loves Superior Spider-Man so much because they were so fucking sick of Peter Parker and his bullshit. Yeah, yeah. and Doc Ock was like, oh yeah, Peter Parker, you fucked up your life worse than I did. <laughs> Doc Ock, I'm going to fix this. Yeah, and I got Dr. This. Octopus fixing your life. That means you suck hard. Had, had the Green Goblin not, I believe, like come in and, and fucked things up like he usually does. Yeah. That's his thing. Purdue. Um, I, yeah, he would just, he would be fine. He'd be running this like super yeah. profitable corporation. Wouldn't, wouldn't right that now? be a great, like, th- I always think about like, for like ongoing comic book series, like the, the end. Yeah. It's like Doc Ock takes over Peter's mind, sets up a corporation, lives well <laughs> into his late 90s, <laughs> dies in his sleep. I love the his, end. <laughs> I loved his girlfriend in that. Yeah. She was so supportive throughout the whole thing where she was like, oh, you're this. It's fine. Like, uh, I, I see you're I'm kind of an you. asshole. But you're not an asshole. You're just kind of like really frustrated plus plus the, just... the the whole doc ock spider-man thing like rippled other books in a hilarious way like like in the avengers and stuff oh, they're they just all... like god i kind of fucking hate that guy <laughs> 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 it's like what happened I, I, don't being a dick. <laughs> uh, I i don't know i but i, I I'm sorry about our spider-man, Spider-Man ranting uh, no but but spider-man's Spider-Man been good boy. spider-man's been great recently and i think That's, it's weird... all the spider-verse stuff has been ridiculously yeah, but, good yeah. but with with superior i think uh unlike what they're doing with wolverine now i think that killing peter parker when you hear it when you literally i had because i had we had to explain it to customers yeah. they're like what's the superior thing it's like oh yeah peter parker's died in dr octopus's body and now dr octopus is in peter's brain <laughs> It sounds stupid, yeah. and it was stupid, but it really was a chance to retcon a lot of issues with a character in a way that didn't detract from a forward momentum with the story. And I feel like that's not done enough. Yeah. They're not... Was, I mean, that, that series was almost like a really... Doc Ock Spider-Man for the Marvel movies. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's Spider-Man. Do it. But that series was like a very big, like, almost analysis on the character where when Peter was either in his own, in, in Doc's brain trying to figure out, like, key moments through his life and like, oh, maybe I should have done this, or maybe I should have done that. And not just that, but Doc Ock himself. Because when I think of Spider-Man villains, I always thought like, oh, Doc Ock... Fucking mop top. Yeah, fucking mop top. Like, whatever. Like, he's got fucking metal tentacle arms. Like, who cares? And broom hair. (laughs) Who cares? But just the way they kind of explore his life in that. Yeah. He... Was Peter... If um, Peter had gone, like, in a different direction. If Peter was an adult... If Peter, yeah, if Peter, maybe if Peter didn't have. I mean, name. I mean, I think you know, writing Spider-Man as someone in high school 
is the biggest defamation to Spider-Man as a, a, a like a human being. Yeah. I think that there's this aspect of him where no writer really wants him actually wants him to grow and they want him to like hang on to these be a whiny inf- pizza delivery boy yeah, forever. Yeah, this this infantile like way of living and it's like that's not the real world and I hate to say that in terms of a comic book but it's like well, but there's a difference between like, real world, real world, and like storytelling, real world. Because yeah. it's like you were in high school reading Spider-Man, and then you grew up, and then you're reading Spider-Man, and you're still, still in high still school. You high want school. him to grow up at some point. Well, or Spider-Man. at least not act like he's in fucking high school. Yeah, yeah. at, at uh, least that, I guess. Well, so. I think that is our time. Uh, oh, also, uh, Tom Hardy dropped out of. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, dropped out of what? what? Good for him. Out of, uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Really? Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Also, okay. I heard. Well, maybe I need to check up on this again. Fantastic Four reshooting. They're they're like it's a mess. We're gonna re- <laughs> reshoot. <laughs> I, I've heard it's gonna be. Was anybody awesome. gonna go see that anyway? Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah, yes. I have heard that it's gonna be awesome. I feel like we need an entire like bad awesome or good awesome. N- like. Fun, awesome. I feel like we need an entire episode to go over like the film history uh, ups and downs. The, the tragic this. film history of Fantastic Four. I mean, Four. it started with the best film ever. Did the you watch the documentary? The, the the first, yeah. the yeah. first Fantastic the first, first one. Four movie <laughs> is a tour de force <gasps> on a level of baddom that, like, I feel like Fantastic Four has always been trying to copy how bad <laughs> that first movie was, <laughs> and they've succeeded. <sighs> That they have, <laughs> but uh, on that depressing well, note, yeah. on that depressing. Uh, and for more depressing, don't kill sound. yourself before our <laughs> <Yeah>. next episode. <laughs> for more spiced rum and swearing, please we'll, tune in next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week, Saturday. Or this is definitely not a PG rated uh, podcast. Yeah, I definitely. won't be here next Saturday. <laughs> uh, the company that I work for is having a convention in Orange County uh, at the Dave Busters. I know. Here's my plug. So uh, if come, you're not going to be here, then I, I will try to show up. Uh, we will also we will also be bringing on Derek, who is uh, Josh and Derek horribly opinionated. Uh, Wait, who's uh, going to run the store? Yeah, uh, that's what I was shit. about to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that later, uh, <laughs> Kimmy. If you're plug, listening, plug plug Fatcon. Do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, the company that I work for, Fat Collectibles, we are having a convention. It's completely free for you to come. Uh, Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, and Todd. Uh, Nuck. <laughs> And Todd Nock, the current writer uh, or the artist on uh, uh, Nightcrawler, will be there, uh, and it's all free. You can all come and uh, have some fun. There's going to be a cosplay contest and uh, all sorts of stuff. Tons of artists. Tons of artists. Tons of yeah. Good the, the artist list is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. It's dope. Our uh, friends from the store, Hannah Nance Partlow and Eric Escovel. Uh, who, who wrote, wrote one of the best books last year? Logan Logan Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll. So good. Can he be on next week? Let's he, if he's listening, he's gonna Eric. Be if like, you're listening, when, we want when, you on. We, we want you. He's gonna be Gaston, on my convention next week. So when Gaston, so when Gaston said like, let's let's start up Meltcast again. First people that came to mind, Eric and Hannah. Like they've been first on the list. To we will yeah, be having here. guests in the future, and they will be here. We'll see you future. next week, Eric. Well, he's going to be at my convention, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck Beat that! dick, Josh. Damn it! <laughs> well, you got to come up with somebody else, then. Uh, uh, Let's what else, what else have you guys got to plug? Um, make sure to come into Meltdown Comics and Collectibles. Uh, we're open seven days a week. Wednesdays, 10 uh, to 10. On the 31st, there's going to be a zine fest uh, well, that, I was gonna get to that Aristotle's Fucking throwing. Stop it! Let him plug stop. his show! <laughs> January 31st, at Meltdown. 
in the back, Zine Melt, the first of our new bi-monthly comics and zine fair. Uh, but there's going to be, be more than just fun. comics and zines, right? I would uh, like to mention that I just got some of the first pages back for my book that I'm writing for Black Mask. Yeah, They're fucking great, and I'm so stoked on it. What is your book called, and when called, does it come out? The book's called Last Song. Um, it's about rock and roll. Um, and uh, we're, listening, we're looking to solicit in March for a May release right now. Um, it may get pushed back because we got a little late, later start than we thought we would due to contractual compl- complexities. Okay. <laughs> but um, but I'm super stoked. All the character designs look great, and everything is awesome, and I'm so happy. Can, are you allowed to show us that? I mean, mm-hmm. you guys can't see it. And but, you can, uh, you can, if you want to follow me on Tumblr, I'm, I'm I've, I've been. <laughs> if you want to follow me on Tumblr, I've been posting. Um, I've been reblogging um, a lot of the character designs. It's just realjunkstory.tumblr.com, and every time I get art back or. Whenever I get approval from my artist to post the art, then I post the art. Nice. What about Twitter and Instagram? Twitter, I'm also a junk story. I do not have Instagram because I think it sucks. Ah. <laughs> Y'all can go fuck yourself. Um, I'm uh, on Twitter. I'm people just suck with an extra K. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. People just suck as well. Um, yeah. I post weird shit. Eddie? Uh, I uh, have given up my Instagram and Twitter because I manage the stores. I am no longer a human. I am no longer a person. <laughs> I, I am, am a, a company. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do just completely uh, run the Fat Collectibles Instagram. So if you go on that, it's mostly me doing things here and or... Elsewhere. Or what the store is doing. Yeah, there's like pictures of me at concerts and like fucking signings and shit. Right. Nobody, no, nobody. I think that works for the company looks at it. So, <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm Aris Tacos, A R I S Tacos, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, and Instagram. So nice. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week. We're only slightly drunk. Woohoo!